Peace, brothers and sisters. Let's resume our series on new humanity. Our topic for today is the walking dead resurrected with new life. In recent years, there's a particularly particular genre that became very popular. Walking Dead. It's called The Walking Dead or Zombies. These living dead or zombies can walk, can make sounds, and they could even eat human flesh. Some other shows would would represent them with very high IQs. But they're all dead people. But yet they would move. So So today our topic will be the walking dead resurrected with new life. How did this topic come out? Let's look at Ephesians 2.1. You were dead in your transgressions and sins. Looking at the statement, you were dead, it means that this happened in the past perfect. Paul is telling the church in Ephesus, back then you were all dead. But now you are alive again. But why are you alive? Let's look at 2.10. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For we are, this is In the passage, we are, the grammar is the present tense. In the past tense, we were dead, but in the present tense, we are alive. This is a big transformation. Imagine a zombie becoming a new creation. What happened in the middle? What was the process of this change? Which is today's message. In our passage from chapter 2, verses 1 to 3, we can divide it into three parts. The first three verses. It's just a situation of the living dead in their sin. From verses 4 to 7, it is the reason for the living dead's transformation. And from 8 to 10, it is the purpose for which the living dead were transformed into these new creations. Let's talk about these three important points. Number one, the first one, the situation of the living dead in their sin. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins in which you used to live 
when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Now, Paul told the church in Ephesus that you were already dead in your trespasses and sins. And in verse 2 says, you used to live in that way. If they were dead, how could they have lived? So this death in transgressions does not talk about physical death. In the Bible, there's three different types of death. There's physical, spiritual, and eternal death. What is physical death? The Bible says all men must die once. This is the physical. How about spiritual? A man has three parts. Soul, spirit, soul, and body. And this soul represents to how we connect. The body, body. The, the body represents on how we connect to this physical world. And the soul represents to how we connect to our inner being. And the spirit is our relationship with God. And the spiritual death means that we have been separated with God. Then what is eternal death? Which is the Bible says the second death. That your spirit will be forever separated from God. Now when Paul says you were dead in your transgressions and sins, he's talking about the second one, which is the spiritual death. Not only the believers, but the, the situation in the Ephesian church was like this. That every believer, before they came to know the Lord, they were in this position. We were all dead in our sins and our transgressions. But in verses 2 to 3, it describes how we used to live at that time. The first, it says that we used to follow the ways of the world. Verse 2, you used to live when you followed the ways of the world. We all know that the fish would swim upstream. But some fish would go with the current and swim downstream. <laughs> what type of fish is this? This would be a dead fish. The living and the dead are the same. The living dead are those that follow the customs of the world. Whatever the trend is, they will follow. 
They do not have their own principle of their own. So let's say on the issue of plastic surgery. I'm not against plastic surgery. More importantly, what is the reason behind the surgery? Some people would get it if they get into a car accident or they're burned. Because their face would be disfigured. So this plastic surgery would be actually a good thing. So that they won't feel inferior to others. But if you want to do it because you just want to be more attractive, or because everybody else is doing it, then it means that you're following the ways of the world. Of course, there are other issues. Uh, in the world today, most countries would agree with the legalization of same-sex marriage. The whole world has almost agreed on this. We should no longer oppose this. We do not oppose because we want to oppose. We do not oppose it because we're anti-LGBT. We oppose it because of the truth. We are sinners and so are they. So So we are not against them. But we are against sin. God loved the sinner but he hated the sin. So may God help us. Because we are not dead fish. But we are alive. We are not a walking dead but we are alive people. But the first thing that the living dead would do is to follow the ways of the world. The second is follow, follow the ruler, ruler of the kingdom of the air. Let's look at verse 2. You used to follow the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. Last week I mentioned that we were all spiritually blind and dead. Why is this? Because in 2 Corinthians 4 and 4, The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ who is the image of God. This is spiritually blind people. In chapter 2 verse 1, As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and your sins. This is being spiritually dead. Why? Because 1 John 5.19 tells us, that this whole world is under the control of the evil one. 
Before we were even saved, we were under His authority. As if there was a power controlling us. We know that it's wrong, yet we do them. We know it's not good to lie, yet we lie. It's bad to hate people, yet we hate. It's bad to be envious, yet we envy. We know it's bad to commit adultery or fornication, yet we do. It's as if this power has its hold on us. Now this is the second type of spiritually dead, dead people. That's what you're under the control of this power. And third, gratifying the cravings of the flesh. In verse 3, all of us also lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. It says gratifying the cravings of the flesh. I know we all know. The, the morality of the world is getting lower. Because everybody, everybody wants to do what they want to do. People will follow their passions and feelings. One of the most profitable industries will be in the pornography business. I'll let me show you uh, this news. It says that the pornography industry generates an average of 13 billion US dollars in revenue each year. And each year, 13,000 movies are produced. And every second, 30 million people are involved in watching pornography. And there's also a study that it's, it begins as young as 10 years old. What does this report tell us? Is that the living dead would follow their would gratify their desires? Now this is a third aspect. So now you've seen it. We see that we have followed the ways of this world and we have followed the ruler of the kingdom of the air and we have gratified the desires of our flesh. It is saying that before we have been saved that we were controlled by the world, the devil, and by lust. 
所以，咱拢是死在各犯作中间的人。And we were all dead in our sins and our trespasses. 但是感谢上帝。But thank God. 第四到第七节。Because in verse forty-seven. 我们看到这个活死人哦，生命改变的原因。There's now a reason for the living dead's transformation. 你看第四到第七节。Let's look at the verses forty-seven. 你讲，总是上帝有丰富的怜悯，因为伊听恁的祷听。到咱咱死里结婚，最重要的时阵，便叫咱个基督杀到活过来。Because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. 如果叫咱个基督杀到国外，杀到这里天顶，必将一个丰富的恩恩典。就是伊伫基督耶稣内面，五人所属的恩恩主，下面个后来的四大块。And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages He might show us the incomparable riches of His grace expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. 第四节头一个意思讲，然而 ，but。In verse four, it begins with "but." Now, this is a big change. This is a big change. Those who were dead in their transgressions have now been made alive with Christ. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. This is a miracle. This is a miracle of being resurrected from the dead. I mentioned that people who were dead. I have mentioned that it is quite easy for someone who is alive to become dead. Because there are many ways to die. I'm not teaching you to die. Because life is precious. We should not be casual about it. But it's actually quite easy. And on the contrary, someone from dead going to life is very hard. It's actually quite impossible. What is death? Death is separation. If a person is dead, he is now separated from his environment. So whatever occurs in the world has no longer anything to do with him. For example, COVID-19. Those who have died no longer care about COVID-19. And if you die, then you no longer have. You're also separated from people. We'll be separated from our loved ones and our friends. But in verse five, he made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in our transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Now this is the spiritual death. We were already separated with God. We were also separated from our fellow men. But the miracle occurred. We have become alive again. We have now a relationship with God and man again. Why? There's an important reason. Because of love. Let's look at verse four. 
总是上帝有给丰富的怜悯，因为伊听咱的道听。But because of His great love for us, God who is rich in mercy， 你看汉文叫做 great 大爱 ，great love。In the Chinese, it is 大爱 or great love。你知影世界有一个呃、uh, organization， 一个组织叫做大爱。There's also an organization that is named 大爱。原来我伫两千年前，圣经已经有大爱。But before this organization, 2,000 years ago, there was already a great love. 上帝大爱，好难，做一个活的死人，变成一个活的人。It is a great love of God that turns us from the living dead into living being. 感谢上帝 ，Thank God. 什么什么叫做上帝多听呢 ？What is God's great love? 圣经用人，圣经用上帝丰富的怜悯，靠上帝丰盛的恩典来解释什么叫。The Bible would explain it with God's abundant mercy and His grace. The first, His abundant mercy. It is God who is rich in mercy. Love is a very abstract thing. It's hard to firmly understand it. But But we have slowly cheapened love. Some people can say I love you many times within a day. Another can say I love you to different women. So, what is love? It seems that we understand it, but yet we don't. But the Bible uses God's abundant mercy to explain love. Then, what is this mercy? Mercy is not giving you the punishment you deserve. Christ Jesus once gave a parable. It was about the Pharisee and the tax collector who both prayed in the temple. This tax collector knew he was a sinner. He ought to die. So he could only pray one thing. Lord, have mercy on me, a sinner. The Lord listened to his prayer. This is mercy. He was supposed to die, yet he was spared. I'm sorry to tell you, those who did not know Christ Jesus before, everything that we did before we were saved, our thoughts and our deeds, whether it was in public or in private, All of what we've done has been very dirty. Some people would say that God is not fair. Why would only God save a specific group of people, not not everyone? Those who say these things do not understand themselves nor God. Because if we're to come from a perspective of fairness, then all of us would have deserved to die. Everybody would have been sent to hell. 
I'm sorry that this is this. 但这个是，咱实际嘅情况是安尼。But this is our true situation. 你看一只圣经。Let's look at this passage. 这是 David, King David 这个这这句话。This is David's words. 第四篇七十二十二节。In Psalm forty twelve. 伊讲我嘅罪孽执着了我，何我唔通夹起头来？我嘅罪孽比我嘅头毛更加多，我嘅心寒胆战。My sins have overtaken me. And I cannot see. There are more than the hairs of my head, and my heart fails within me. David is called the man after God's own heart. He honestly reflected within himself. And he said, "My sins are more abundant than the hairs on my head." He is saying that he cannot count them. Every time I think about my sins, my heart overtakes me. So each one of us deserves the mercy, needs the mercy of God. This is the great love of God that He has shown us mercy. The second, talks about God's abundant grace. Let's look at verse seven. In order that in the coming ages he might show us the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. I mentioned that mercy is receiving is not giving you the punishment that you deserve. What is grace? Grace is the opposite. Grace is giving you what you do not deserve. God's great love can be divided into two aspects: His abundant mercy and grace. But this is the grace that we can find in Christ Jesus. He said, "If we, it's, if we, uh, we get without Christ, we will not be able to experience this grace." Why is it? Because it is Christ that paid that paid the price of this grace. Our choice is only to whether accept it or not. The Bible uses a term, justification by faith. Justification means that a sinner has been made righteous. Because he believed in the grace of Jesus Christ, and he accepted this grace, this has made us righteous. But justification also has another meaning. Back then, in the United Kingdom, there would still be the capital punishment. When someone is tried and executed, so the government would set a time and a date for the execution of this prisoner or this criminal. Let's say, 
两千二十一里，十个初一，十起九点。Let's say, uh, this criminal will be executed in October one, two thousand twelve, at nine o'clock. So, outside the prison, there will be a notice. So and so, the 两千二十一里，十个初一，十起九点，轻易 satisfy. The prison would the notice would say that Mr. So and So on October one, two thousand twenty-one at nine a.m. is now justified. 那真明显哦，唔是讲这个人去里咯，变成一个异人，咁是因为意思咯啊。Now it's quite clear this person did not become righteous because he's already been executed. 所以是这个里面这个真正的意思在里面。But there's an important meaning behind this. 这个 justify 这个轻易是讲这个人的这个案件这个案情这个 case 结束咯 ，close 咯。Justification also means that this case has been closed. Whatever he has done has been paid for. Now, this is a very important thing for the church. When we experience God's abundant grace, we have now become new creations. Everything that we have done in the past has been closed. So God's great love resurrects us from the dead together with Lord Jesus. And He seats us all in heaven. Thank God. The third. The purpose of the living dead are transformed into new creations. Verses 8 to 10. 你讲你得叫本有恩，爱着神，这并唔是唔是做的家己，那是上帝所所赐，唔是做的行为，免得有人自夸。For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves; it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. 咱原是伊个工作，伫基基督耶稣内面做食的，为要叫咱行善，就是上帝所陪伴叫咱行的。For we are God's Workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do so. The first to the ninth is explanation of the gospel. Verses eight to nine is a summary of salvation. The tenth is explanation of the gospel. Verse ten is the purpose of salvation. Let's look at the first one. This gospel of the summary of salvation. You know, you know, you know. If you refer to Romans chapter three, we can see that there's three elements to this. One is God's grace. One is Lord's redemptive work. And the third is human faith. God's grace is in Lord Jesus. Because it is Jesus who died for us on the cross. Without the Lord's redemptive work, there is no salvation. Thank God. Because salvation has been done. So salvation is now here. But man must still believe and accept it. But the wonderful thing is, let's look at verse 8. For it is 
For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. Even if we believe in it, it is still a gift of God. So that no one can boast in front of God. You know, in theology, there's still a, a, contra- a topic that is still being debated and discussed about. It is a tension between salvations, is salvation caused by free will or by predestination? To say it in simple words, does God predestine man to be saved or does man choose to, to be saved? Now, this is something a human being cannot completely understand. But today, let me show you this verse. In Genesis 50:20. This is the this is what Joseph said to his brothers. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done. The saving of many lives. This is, this has a very important theological truth. Because Joseph told his brothers, "You meant to harm me." This is what the in, what the intention of his brothers were. They wanted. To harm Joseph. They actually wanted to kill him. But they eventually changed their plans and sold him as a slave. But according to the circumstances, Joseph could have easily died as a slave. So everybody believed that he would already be dead. But Joseph said this. He said, But God meant it for good. You intended evil, but God meant it for good. This is 100% God's purpose. It is God who wanted Joseph to be sold as a slave in Egypt. Or to use our, our words to explain it. That God used his brothers to send Joseph into Egypt. And the purpose was to save many lives. He said, It has saved many lives. So you see the tension between the human will and God's will. Man cannot understand. But God 
can harmonize the will of man and his will. This is also an amazing part of salvation. Which is the harmonization of man's will and God's will. Another thing. Let's look at verse 10. Which is the purpose of salvation. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared us to do in advance. We are His workmanship. In the Greek, it could mean the artwork in God's hand or his masterpiece. We are the masterpiece created by his hand. But this masterpiece was created in Christ. We are originally created by God. But because of sin, we were separated from God. So now in Christ, God has made a new creation. So there's an important relationship between redemption and creation. In 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. We have been recreated. This new creation came alive from the dead. God did this with a purpose in mind. For good works. Which God has prepared beforehand for all the saints to do good work. I know many of you do know that our salvation has nothing to do with good works. So in verse 9, it is not by works so that no one can boast. But please remember, after we have been saved, we will definitely do good works. But please remember, Good deeds and salvation are inseparable. Good deeds are not proof of our salvation, but good deeds are the result of our salvation. The Lord Jesus once said, By its fruit, we will know the tree. If it's a grape-bearing fruit, grape fruit, then it is a grape-bearing tree. If it has apples, then it is an apple tree. If it has oranges, then it is an orange tree. Church. 
We have been resurrected from the spiritual dead and now we are alive. Today I would like to ask you. What fruit are we producing to show that we have been saved? May God help us. Doing good work. God has prepared us to do good works. May God bless you. Let us pray. Hong Amen and Amen. Let's